Hello and welcome to Best of Five, your weekly FGC talk show. I am not your regular host, Alon. Alon is feeling a bit under the weather, so we're going to have to wait one more week to to see his new digs and experience his uh, Google Fiber. I said that in a really weird way, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we do have a wonderful show tonight, and we do have, uh, as per usual, the wonderful, the talented, the hype, especially after this week's news, the Purple Sharpie. Buff Velvet. She requires Buff's main six. She's not powerful enough yet. I'll tell you when she is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how true that is. I don't know it's how It's very true. You can take my word for it. I've never in any way shape or form said anything untrue about a character in fighting games ever. Ever. Never. Ever. Okay. Never ever. Well, you know what? I've got someone to uh perhaps push back on that narrative a little bit. Someone who might be able to challenge you. Uh joining us uh this week a very special guest still be joining us throughout this show representing uh Vortex Gallery. It is DJ Cream on the ones and twos. Daryl Burnout. Daryl, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I am subbing in for Elon this week, and uh, yeah, I have no uh, what is that called? Like a teaching schedule plan, so uh, we're just doing it live. Um, by the we're way, if you're not downplaying your character, you are not a true esports comparer. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. You know, we we all main honest characters. We all but I think what probably is honestly the most honest of all of these is Die by Sword, who has subscribed for 45 months. Thank you so much, Die by Sword. Die by Sword, yes, thank you for, for subscribing 45 months in a row. As well as Zero Star X, who has subscribed for 17 months in a row. We do greatly appreciate all the support uh, that that you give us, whether it's by subscribing to us following us on Twitter, on Twitch, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate the support. It helps motivate us to do the best that we can every week. Uh, this week, we've got some fun. It looked like, you know, for a while, it looked like it was going to be a quiet week. You know, couple trailers, not a whole lot of big news. And then today happened and we got some, we got some banging news. Uh, We've got a Vegas Evo event to talk about again uh, with some big money on the line. Uh, we've also got, uh, since we've got Mr. Da uh, Mr. Daryl here, we're going to talk a little bit about Vortex Gallery and what you can expect because uh, you might be hearing some things about that soon. Uh, and we've also got some new characters in King of Fighters. We've got some new characters in Grand Blue. And we've got a new game. That's hitting uh, some people right in the nostalgia feels. Uh, that uh, I, I, I have some very strong thoughts on who should be in that game. Uh, I'm pretty sure you two do as well. So we will get into that eventually. But we're going to kick things off with a recap of uh, the big event from this past week uh, was the CPT Chinese event. And we had a winner that was pretty familiar to those who've been following the Intel World Open. Ding Chun Q swept the Intel World Open, dominated uh, this tournament, only dropped, I think, three games. 
the entire set, the entire tourney. Uh, he is going to be a problem at Capcom Cup. Uh, but beat Zhou Yang Ho in the grand final. VX Bao and QQ rounding out the top four. Uh, also, Ding Chun Ding Chun Q just got picked up by UYU. So congratulations to him. There were a couple other events uh, that took place. I don't know if you got to see either of these. Uh, are either of you really into soccer slash football? That would be me. Hi. Daryl, I, I, I am. And I had a fantastic time this past week, I do want to add. So, some people had a great weekend. Some people not so much. Daryl, you, you take it or leave it. Yeah, I won um, $600 in side bets. Oh, nice. yeah, okay, there you go. That's how you make yeah. me excited that, for football. No, everyone, everyone thinks that my gambling addiction started inside of the fighting game community. I've been side betting on soccer games for going on almost 17 years now. That, that, this is just a, an avenue for, yeah. for, for your journey. I uh, mean, video games are just so much easier than soccer because in soccer, there's no rule against colluding at all. But fighting games, it's significantly easier. Uh, was it uh, the Brazil game where you lost or where you got that money off? Oh of no, it was England? the Italy. It was the Italy game. Uh, it was the other one. The uh, yes, uh, I I never. I'm gonna be very <laughs> honest with you. In any in any real fight, uh, in any real like game of Brazil versus Argentina, I almost always vote on Brazil. I almost always go for Brazil, and I almost always lose my money every single World Cup. It's really annoying. Every single match where I vote, where I have a choice between Brazil and Argentina, uh, I almost always go for Brazil and I almost always lose, which is why I just don't bet when they play anymore. Because Messi's just, Messi's just dumb. It's, Messi, it's, it's, it's silly. He was a cheat code. He, 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 he got player of the tournament, most goals, most assists. Messi always does. That's the reason why. Because well, Messi's no, literally like. He never won with Argentina. He, he won with, with club, but not country. But that's now. why but that's why I don't that's why I don't participate in that amount of betting anymore. It's because Messi is just too much of a wild card for me. In any case, I'm certain the one you probably want to talk about is England versus Italy, which thought, which went down to literally um, what's it called a shootout, basically where they had to do penalty kicks to determine who wins. The last time that happened was like in the mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> that it, really hasn't happened at like a really, really big event in a very long time. See the, at, at this stage. See, I, I was just rooting for an entertaining game and we got that. Um, you always have entertaining games with soccer though. I think that's the issue is that like, I know I've talked about it before, but a lot of American sports, specifically North American sports with the exception of Mexico, because Mexico's national sport is soccer or football. Um, one of the one of the key differences in Canadian sports like hockey and uh, and even like skiing and American U.S. of America sports like baseball or soccer, I'm sorry, or, or football is that those are very fast paced games. Hockey is a very fast paced game. You're getting a lot of goals. Soccer is significantly slower and takes a lot more endurance is a lot more entertaining for me to watch as someone who grew up understanding it because I know how much endurance it takes to run halfway across the field, even a quarter way across the field. I understand that. And you're in when you're in, you only get like two subs through the entire game. So people are not leaving the field. When you see people walking, it's because they are taking a break from running for like 
700 meters. It's ridiculous. It's it's really exciting to me, which is why I enjoy watching so much of it. And it's also why I'm, I don't want to say fluent in Spanish, but I understand it very, very well because I watch so much football. Uh, but it's it's really, really nice to watch it. And it's really entertaining to me whenever you see uh, U.S. players and individuals finally see soccer on their feet and they're like, why is soccer trending? And it's like, because the rest of the world cares about soccer. Like, I think people also forget that FIFA is the best-selling video game of all time. The, the FIFA series, best-selling video game franchise of literally all time. And that's because the international sales are so high. So anyway, I really like soccer. <laughs> so I, I was just setting up for an it's coming home joke. Uh, and, and, that, and that just, you know, it's okay, though. It's okay. Can I pay you not to make? Can I pay you not to make that joke because no. I literally won so much money this weekend? No. Can I pay you? For that? No. No. What you about can... a fat fifty? You, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about that after the show. We'll, we'll okay. figure out something else. Uh, so enough about that. Uh, we do have a little bit of other CPT related business to get through. Capcom did announce a schedule change. Uh, for a few upcoming events, uh, and they and uh, it starts in August, so a couple weeks out. Uh, it was originally supposed to be uh, South Africa at the beginning of August, and then Australia at the end of August. Those two events have swapped dates, so now the Australian qualifier is August seventh and eighth. Uh, South Africa is on August 28th and August 29th. Central America uh, has moved up quite a bit. It goes from the middle of November to early October. So that's going to be the first weekend of October, uh, October 2nd and 3rd, for their second chance to qualify. So there's that. I don't know if we have... Do we have strong thoughts on that? I, I don't even know if you can have strong thoughts on that. They, Capcom hasn't announced a reason why, as far as I know. And yeah, I, I have, like, no clue. Like, maybe it's, like, you know, the, the situation with, the, the, like, the, like, their vaccinations, um, you know, a lot. Was it Central America moving up? That's kind of That's kind of cool, because... Well, actually, if I'm a competitor and I see that like the, the tournament that I'm like training for moved up by a whole month, I'm like, oh, I should like actually be super serious starting right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of you. You've got like eight weeks, seven weeks to to prepare. Like now, all of a sudden, oh, I've got three weeks. Shoot, I should probably start playing that. Probably. Mm, like like even doing reconnaissance, like you know, who who's in my area, like who's in the like local leaderboard, stuff like that. It's just uh, that that's a lot to like take in on top of you know you know getting on your own grind, try, like getting good with your own character. I'm, so yeah, uh, I feel for y'all, but uh, well, okay, it's their second tournament, so like there's data from the first tournament, correct? So maybe they can exp expedite that kind of like reconnaissance and you know, figure stuff out that way. You, they've got. They've still got time. They've still got mm -hmm. time to do that. They don't have. Uh, that's not till October. So they've still got a month and a half to prepare. Uh, but uh, those people who don't necessarily have a month and a half to prepare are the players in the uh, Intel World Open Regional Finals because that starts this weekend. Um, that is the top eight 
of the event that's associated with the Olympics, which are still going on, it's still going to happen, without fans, unfortunately. Uh, But we do have the online events to look forward to. That will be on uh, the ESL Twitch channel. So be sure to check that out uh, starting on Friday. So that goes uh, Friday through Wednesday. It's a weird, weird format. I don't know if you have seen anything about this, but it's a top eight, but it's split over two days. With I that, mean, we have to remember that what they're really doing this for is sponsorship money. You know, like the whole reason why they're able to go through with the Olympics right now and not have a single person that's not participating in it is uh, that's that's not participating in it, spectating or anything like that. And they are still able to recoup all their costs is because of the amount of money that is generated from advertising at this event. Which is such a foreign concept for a lot of the fighting game community because we get next to no money from sponsors comparatively to other realms of esports. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty penny. <laughs> so uh, we we've got that uh, to look forward to. Uh, that's that's this week. That's the big event uh, coming up this week. Uh, let's get into some trailers, shall we? We've got a few, uh, we've got a couple new characters on the horizon. Let's start with what's new in the world of King of Fighters. We've got a big, beefy boy coming uh, to the roster. Check it out. Turn that down a little bit so we don't get hit with copyright. But Ramon is back in the fold. On a scale of 1 to 10, how f- excited are you guys uh, for Ramon? Bruh, I'm super excited. He's like a high 9 like going into 10 territory. I, I typically play grapplers and um, like, at least one or two grapplers in King of Fighters. And with the absence of like Vice and Diamond, Ramon's probably the, like, the head of the pack right now. If you will excuse me for one moment, Steve, while I do something completely and totally unrelated to any of the character archetype that we just saw. Just one second. (laughs) (laughs) You good? You good? I am. I'm living. I am. Uh, So so that had nothing to do with Ramon. Nothing, Nothing in any way, shape, or form to do with that character's archetype or kid at all. So, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Ramon? If you had to throw a number on it. I invoke my right of the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> we can't incriminate. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> all right. I like well, to say I do... gamefully employed. We, 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 we will say that's a solid six and a half. It's a one. It's a one. A, no more a, grapplers in fighting 6. games. 6.1. Got it. Cool. Uh, uh, like, Ramon's pretty tight. Like, his, like, from what I saw from the, from the, from this trailer, um, he doesn't look any different from his um, King of Fighters 14 iteration. He has pretty much all the same moves. Um, the cool part, if you've never seen Ramon, he has a, he has a run-stop 
kind of game plan, kind of like Forte in 4, so he's really agile, all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, he's he's on the more, like, limber, athletic, agile, kind of, a gra like, speedy grappler kind of way. He'll, like, his, he doesn't grab you for, like, 80% damage, but it'll rack up over time, so. Fans, you're cool. People who don't like grapplers, stay sad. I, uh, I don't quite know what you're talking about, friend. <laughs> now you're happy. You look, you're smiling. You... <laughs> Through the pain. Through the pain. It's fine. As grapplers set fire to everybody's back, uh, back, background. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, how many people, if, if you were to sell the character like you did just now, like, if you go up to someone who's on the fence about Ramon and say, hey, you know what? I've got a character for you. He plays just like El Fuerte. How many people are going to be like, yes, that's exactly what I want? <laughs> I, that, um, <laughs> I mean, I hang around with people who like degenerate playstyles, and yeah, that's that's up there. We, we've all got friend circles that uh, you, you want to just sometimes throw an arm around him and say, but buddy, it's okay. Come on. You don't have to do this. Yeah. You don't have to live this way. We're here Very for you. Yes. <laughs> I, I do want to add that the actual character design, as in their actual model, looks absolutely beautiful. Like it, Just like all of the other KOF characters we've seen this past year, absolutely amazing rigging, absolutely amazing modeling. All of the animations actually look very, very clean, even the grabbing ones. But in all seriousness... He looks like a very fun character for certain types of players who have no skill. Ah, so. <laughs> uh, Sharpie, it's okay. It's okay. You will survive. I just I let me you. just let me play Vice. Just let me play Vice already. Okay, just just let me play her. What well, we we got? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just let just let me play Vice. Just let me play Vice, and I'll be happy, and I will never ever talk mess about any other characters in KOF. Just let me play my Vice team and i'm gucci you know we, we've got i don't know what the meter system is like in this game but i want i want to see vice with ex sleeve back because that move is oh that'd be so nasty wouldn't it that'd be so yeah. nasty like how uh, far, how far out do you think we are from learning about more about the game mechanics themselves about you know the systems and how the meters work I want to know what the UI looks like. I know a lot of fools were like super ragging on like Strive when they initially showed off like their like UI, UX, and like menu designs and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what SNK is doing to like you know, keep that all under wraps. But like we're like 20 something trailers in and we still don't have a hint on what a bar or a health bar looks like. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of concerned. Hopefully there'll be something coming up. What's the next big Japanese like? Um, conference TGS. Hopefully, that's it. I honestly would be happy if we got any amount of game, actual gameplay, uh, or even just like early beta access before Q4. That would make me personally really happy. So basically, by next month was when I would be like, if I if I get it, if I get it at any point next month. Or before next month, I'm very happy, but they're kind of they're kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, I actually do want to play the game now, please, SNK. <laughs> you know, um, I will say, not me personally, my grappler adjacent friends, obviously. <laughs> grappler adjacent, 
You, not even your grappler friends. Just the, your. I don't grapp- have grappler friends. Anyone who is a grappler apologist, I have since cut ties with and blocked in every way, shape, or form. You can't block. They'll just grab you. Mm-hmm. That, that's the mix. That that That's how it works. I've just given Sharpie a migraine. I apologize. Uh, by the way, uh, Tokyo Game Show Online starts on September 30th. Oh, so, okay. So we've got right. a little ways to go before. Well, actually, you know what? September is the start of Q4. Because I'm thinking in the terms of four months, when reality, each quarter is three months. So that would literally be near the start of Q4. So we will see. Uh, still, we've got a long way till 2022. Q1 2022. Uh, when we finally do get our hands on the game. Uh, there is a game where we've got we've got our hands on it now. Uh, and that is Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. And we've got a new character... Uh, to check out. I'm still... Is it Sayox? I, I, I'm still uh, not sure on the pronunciation here. It's, it's Sayox um, in Japan. He's just simply known as Six. Because that's how that's how English transliteration works. Uh, but let's check out Sayox here. Uh, brand new character just launched. Or just released. Like last night. Last a lot night. Of my, yeah, a lot of my friends were labbing this character up. This character, like, design-wise, looks fantastic. Play-wise looks very... There are a couple things in this trailer that absolutely disgust me. Like, that, mix, that mix-up right there, the first one. Mm-hmm. And just, oh my god. It, it, it makes me uh, want to have the same reaction that Sharpie did. For, for things that were unrelated to grapplers. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, still waiting for stream to catch up. I apologize. I actually haven't seen this character yet. So I'm just watching the trailer for the first time right now. But, oh. oh, God, this character looks so good. He really does. Oh, get him. Oh, that looks, yo, that cross up. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sharpie. Yo, is... I like the I like the I like the fake cancels he's got here. Bro, let's go. How did you is that, dis- is that a true install? Oh. Yeah, that's that's Sayumbu. Oh man. Okay, I really this character may be the reason I come back to Grand Blue. And I know I've talked about it before inside of the podcast. I was very excited for Grand Blue last year, and unfortunately due to quarantine, I just didn't actively get into the community that heavy which i feel is understandable just because the net code is not amazing you know it's not transcendent um but this character this character now this looks like Skullgirls to me i like it <laughs> i like it this it's, is the type of mix i like you know that unfair like, stuff like grand blue is gonna be really weird because like grand blue launches and then we go into covid and then mm-hmm. The the Grand Blue that we're all gonna play post like post quarantine is gonna look completely different from launch. There's, oh it's yeah, like practically double the cast and a lot of like character variety has been injected into this game. One of the reasons I'm super excited is because uh, Xanadu is doing a monthly, and for those of you who listen to the podcast but may not know, I am the official head FGC tournament organizer for Xanadu. But 
Grand Blue is going to have a $150 pop bonus provided by the community. And so I'm excited to see like some of the best players on the East Coast, specifically up in the Northeast and, you know, and Central East area come up and start showcasing a lot of it because it'll be the very first time I get to see offline Grand Blue in a very long time. Like I saw it at one tournament and then literally, you know, quarantine. So it's very exciting for me because this character looks like a character I want to play. The graphics in the game are amazing. The actual, the actual, first of all, I just want to say the actual uh, frame data and the actual, like, I want to say, what's, what's the word for like how you animate a specific frame. So that is actually really, really a keyframe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the keyframes of the game are freaking beautifully true. Like it, you see it and you feel it with the exception of a couple of characters, which I'm not going to talk about. Because uh, I don't want to encourage any of our listeners to play those characters. You know, I don't want to be the issue here. But the game, the game is just so fun. It's just literally so fun. It's such a good anime game. <laughs> and so, like Grand Blue, Grand Blue kind of like goes against like the anime grain for like, for example, it's a more slow paced, grounded kind of like game. So it's really easy to follow. Mm. And then there are moments like this like our boy Sayox and our boy Lancelot, them, them fools, you know, they, they live that anime lifestyle of, like, mixing you up and killing you with a thousand cuts. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it being slower, and that's only because I feel like every game is slow coming from Skullgirls. So maybe I'm not the best to gauge True. it from, because it's like every <laughs> single game that I play that's not Skullgirls feels very slow to me, you know? It, it, it feels like there's two ca- two categories of games with you. There's Skullgirls and there's not Skullgirls. Yeah, like, okay, what I will say is that it is significantly slower than them's fighting herds, and significantly, it's still faster than Dragon Ball Fighters. but both of those games seem very slow to me compared to Skullgirls, where you're, where you're taking in all this information at the same time. Grand Blue just feels mm-hmm. like, I almost want to say not Street Fighter slow, but like Tekken slow compared to Skullgirls for me. And it's, it's hard because I've, I use Skullgirls as a base for fighting games now. It's really hard for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm probably the most biased person on this podcast, honest to God. You biased about Skullgirls? Nah. Never. No. How dare you even imply? How dare you even imply? Uh, can we talk about... Well, first of all, before we get into that, um, so the Seox is the last character of the season pass. Not necessarily. There, there, there were some question marks. Can you help clarify, Daryl? Okay, so people who play like the Grand Blue Mobile game, such as myself, uh, there are there are specific like companies like company game centric streams that we follow every year, and um, those. At the end of the Sayox trailer, there was what two question marks? Like Sayox was originally intended to be like the last person this um, of this season pass, but I guess we're getting thrown an extra bone or two. And for the most part, I'm thinking that these two will probably be revealed either at the end of the summer stream that's going to happen sometime around end of August, going into early September, or possibly even the Christmas stream. So end of the year kind of content. So there's a lot more on the horizon with this game and. Considering the the character choices, they're looking pretty hot as of late. So we'll see. I'm I'm super excited to see, you know, which character out of like the sea of what feels like 500 characters in the mobile game, like they can pull next. So blue in chat, who helps run the uh, uh, AFGC News Twitter account, 
he's he's confirming that it will there will be some sort of reveal uh during the summer stream so Ooh. next month so there's still more to see in the grand blue versus story grand blue fantasy mm-hmm. versus story i i mean the grand blue versus story mode is actually pretty in like intensive like like do you remember playing what you call it, that souls of chronicle mode in like soul caliber it's like that plus like times like a hundred there's so much like single player content in this game it's like really catering to the like the fans who you know played the mobile game first not necessarily fgc like you know members who are like okay i'm not really that great at fighting games but i'm pretty i'm, I'm cool with just you know tackling single player stuff and there's a huge story in the grand blue verse man all right it's you know i i've said this a few times i'm not a huge fan of the grand blue series i don't hate it it's just not something i've gotten into uh, but just the amount of love that they're showing to the series uh, it, it feels like everything they they do with this game aside from netcode they have done so very well yeah, I agree. I agree. I honestly think if not for quarantine this past year, Grand Blue would be one of the highest entered games at tournaments, with the exception of Tekken. It, it'd be a really interesting alternate universe to see exactly how far that game would have gone mm-hmm. had we not had 2020. Yeah. Had 2020 mm-hmm. not gone all 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So Grand Blue was a victim of 2020, as was Evo 2020. The offline event got canceled, um, and Skullgirls was the online event was also canceled. I do want to notate, just yeah, as someone the, who was supposed to online. commentate Evo, Evo because Japan Skullgirls, and Evo NA. Yeah, Skullgirls was supposed to be a part of that, and I was I was commentating top eight for both North America. And Japan, and I would have been the first black female to ever commentate Evo Japan, which I was very excited about. I am saying it because I was so excited about it. So I apologize to anyone on the Spotify that's like Sharpie is big headed. I don't care. I was very excited about that opportunity. Okay. And I studied literally for an entire month on both Japanese players and North American players. And literally a week before the event, it was completely canceled. Y'all don't know for a good reason, obviously. It was canceled for a very good reason but it stung (laughs) it stung a lot and (laughs) i I am hoping that we will that you will get that opportunity again uh because it was announced earlier this week that the pc version of skullgirls is now part of the evo main lineup Okay. I'm that okay. excitement is super infectious. <laughs> I'm so okay right now. I'm s- Y'all have to understand, genuinely, when I saw that, I just about had a freaking meltdown in the middle of my roommate's, in the middle of my roommate's room, which I was just sitting on, just chilling with his cat. And then I just see the tweet and I'm like, huh, it's weird that they're tweeting that, right? So I talked to the devs and I'm like, hey, you know, they're tweeting that it's like, a main game or something. Isn't that weird? And devs go, oh, no, 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 that's correct. I was like, what? What? 
my first thought was literally, it's a mistake. I'm pretty sure they meant to tweet this. And it wasn't until I... <laughs> Y'all, there is a good God looking out for Skullgirls, let me be honest with you. <laughs> the launch party continues. It Never is ended. launch party er day. Never er ended. Day. Never ended. Put Skullgirls and uh, put Sharpie and Skullgirls hashtag let Sharpie voice Roxy. Do your so, thing, Twitter. So it, there, I know some people might be confused because uh, Skullgirls was already announced as a side tournament mm -hmm. for Evo. Uh, that was the PS4 version of Skullgirls. That is still going to proceed as normal. But now we have Skullgirls as part of this five-game lineup for EVO Online 2021, which is going to take place uh, the first two weekends of August. Can I add why this is important? Just as a Go for it. Absolutely. Community? So a lot of people uh, that have played games specifically on PC may be aware of uh, that games are significantly easier to push updates to on PC. Just last Thursday, the PlayStation 4 actually received what was known as the Annie update, uh, meaning that multiple characters were changed for a very long time. But on PC, these changes are pushed almost immediately in what's known as the Skullgirls beta version. So uh, Annie was available for a very long time on PC, I believe for the past month and a half or so, officially through the season one pass. But with this update to PlayStation 4, that means that the PlayStation 4 version, uh, the community tournament, We'll also have Annie. The reason why everyone is so incredibly excited for PC version is because obviously PC has significantly less input lag. Uh, it's a lot easier to land everything, but it also means that there may be a beta version, which may include Umbrella inside of the game. There's no guarantees, obviously, for that, but I believe that's why a lot of people are very excited. For a lot of the Skullgirls community, um, specifically for online tournaments, PC has and will always remain the standard. Uh, offline tournaments are obviously PS4 for very obvious reasons. I should never have to discuss to anybody inside of the fighting game community, but I will if there's a newer member who asks me to. But uh, it's it's a very exciting change and a change that a majority of the Skullgirls community rallied for. It's just really nice to be heard by an event like EVO, um, and it's really, really nice to see that the management specifically of EVO is out here making sure that all communities are fairly represented. So, you know, it's good. We... we we're wondering about whether or not, yeah, you know, when we first found out that Evo was going to be owned, at least in part, by Sony, we thought that it would be PlayStation only, mm -hmm. you know, or, or at least, you know, when they said that all platforms are going to be welcome, we thought it was lip service. Mm -hmm. This again, to be very honest, I was I was kind of disappointed when it was announced that the tournament would be not only a side tournament like with the community series, but also, you know, um, not run on PC. Like uh, that, that kind of like broke my heart a little bit. And I'm pretty sure if you go back on the VODs and everything, you look at my face when that announcement was run, like you just see me smiling through the pain, very silent. Because <laughs> I don't want to like step on anyone's toes and everyone's like, oh, Sharpie hates Evo when I don't. Um, but it, it, it did hurt to see that because I feel like the community has been so adamant about the fact that we play on PC for online tournaments. It's just, it's really, I can't even express it honestly in words, how exciting it is to see a large scale tournament like Evo 
set the precedent specifically of, yes, we will listen to what the community needs because it's not something that has necessarily happened in the past, specifically and, for Skullgirls. And it's, and it's what's interesting to me about it is that, you know, obviously they had Tekken in the lineup. Tekken was announced as PC mm-hmm. for Evo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't have like a Tekken tournament on PS4 as part of proceedings. Mm-hmm. Here, with with them announcing PC as the Evo main stage platform and PS4 as the side tournament platform, they're allowing themselves. Hey, you know, th- they're allowing some themselves to put something else ahead of PS4. Mm-hmm. It's a little different situation to me than it was with. Tekken. Now, granted, uh, until we see something like Killer Instinct or something that is PC only mm-hmm. in that in a future Evo lineup, I think those fears are still going to be uh, hanging around. But Them's Fighting and- Herds has only been released for the PC. I am right. seeing in chat from Blue stating that TFH is also on PC for side tournaments. That's exclusively because there are no other platforms that Them's Fighting Herds exists on as of right now. Yeah, it's not like there's, you know, Dems Fighting Herds uh, on main stage yeah. for, for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it did, it did feel a little, you know, it, 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 I know the feeling around Evo is a little different because we've got all these warm-up tournaments. You know, we had the FGC Arcade, then we've got these warm-up tournaments, then we've got Evo itself, and it's like online tournament, online tournament, online tournament. It didn't really feel like Evo, like your traditional Evo, uh, for obvious reasons. There's been a lot of management changes, um, obviously, like you stated before, Steve. But like now that Sony and RTS own the IP of Evo and are officially running the event, um, I don't exactly know how it's running on the management side, but it's it's nice to see the change. And I remember last year, we specifically talked about when the change happened, this would be the opportunity to show that, you know, this is a brand new event still here for the community though, but we're doing things a little bit different, a little bit more organized and everything. It's, uh, I see in chat that someone specifically Xerox, the beautiful estating, it might still be a good idea to stay cautious, but this is a good sign. I think that's the general sentiment from a lot of, a lot of hardcore community members is that everyone's kind of taking this as they go, but it's definitely a good sign for things to come. This is a 100% a good step in the right direction of building up that goodwill of an intention from all aspects of different communities inside the fighting game community. You mentioned building up, and I kind of mm-hmm. want to go on that because it, it 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 seems like these tournaments weren't really building up to anything. Like like the warm up tournaments were building up to Evo, but Evo didn't really feel like Evo. Yeah, that yeah. might have changed a little bit today because earlier today, uh, Evo did announce what they're what they're calling. Uh, the Evo Showcase, and this is, uh, there, there are some numbers associated with this. So this will take place uh, the last weekend of November in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex Arena. Uh, this will be streamed. Uh, it will be the five uh, Evo Online games, Strive, Skullgirls, Street Fighter, Tekken, and Mortal Kombat. 
two players from each of the four regions, uh, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and North America, two players from each of those regions will qualify from the EVO online event to this EVO showcase. They'll be flow out, flown out, all expenses paid uh, to compete. Uh, and they'll be competing for some big money. Each of these tournaments are going to have $25,000 prize pools. So Jeez. we're talking about... That's a grip. That's a huge grip. That is, it's a grip and a half. $125,000 for those five games. First of all, first of all, we've got a $25,000 Skullgirls tournament now. Wrap your is head around that. the biggest that. pot? That, that's the biggest pot you've ever seen? For Skullgirls, uh, by game? far. By far. Um, we've Obviously, some of these games have had super big pots. Um, you know, Strive, not so much Strive. We haven't seen that yet, but um, Mortal Kombat with uh, Pro League. Uh, Street Fighter with Capcom Cup, Tekken with the Tekken World uh, Tekken World Tour. Uh, Twenty five Gs though, it's like tw- that, that's that t- nothing that, to that's sneeze more, at. That's I... more money than Tekken World Tour did that one year where oh, yeah. Bang Chu won. Yeah, can I can I just say for the record, congratulations to Sonic Fox for winning fifty thousand dollars from Evo twenty twenty one in both Mortal Kombat and Skullgirls. Like congratulations preemptively to them. I don't th- like. I I yeah. don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Uh, I, I I think they've got... They might do uh, some damage in MK11, but I think there's some players who could do... Who, who could take it from, from them. As someone who has actively been watching Sonic's play, both... I, I ran the very first offline Skullgirls event, and I don't think everyone understands how nasty their Annie is right now. Because it's is a problem like it's an actual issue <laughs> i'd be very surprised if sonics didn't take the pot but like don't quote me on it obviously it, it's subject to change there's a lot Copy. of time previously to it one of the things i do want to call note to just really quickly before we move on to the next topic that is thanksgiving weekend but, so but, it but would there's be... a lot of like high profile like football games going on that that weekend yeah. okay cool so and it's, also it's... also Winter Brawl is maybe at some point around there. Yeah. The, I believe the Winter his, Brawl is, is very or, possibly either going to be the weekend previously or the weekend after that event. So or, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it'll be a really telltale sign of, in terms of like both organization, viewership, uh, general community support of how strong Evo has come back. And it's really going to be like that telling sign. I'm 100% calling that now. Uh, based off what type of numbers and what type of like uh, influence that event has at that point in time, it'll be a really good sign to see whether or not like the 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 gamble of hosting all these community events and getting everyone excited the entirety of the year will pay off, or whether or not it will just be like everyone's tired of hearing about Evo at that point in time. It's going to be very interesting, for sure. See, the, the interesting part is like the the huge gap in between like the the end of like the evil online series which is gonna be what like mid-august and then mm-hmm. you have like a whole like month month and a half mm-hmm. until this um e- this evil showcase like mm-hmm. can they can they sustain like that hype level like that momentum that they built up all 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 of summer and like you know keep people on the edge of their seats for this november um showcase 
And it is a big ask. Like, historically, the fighting game community does this thing where they get very, very excited for one weekend for one event. And then, you know, you very quickly see the numbers drop immediately after that. So Evo trying to sustain all of that hype, all of that momentum, like you stated before, Daryl, is just going to be really interesting to see from an organization point of view. So there, there are two things. One, when you talked about that, uh, uh, that one year, the Tekken World Tour Finals, mm-hmm. my favorite story about that was uh, when uh, Battle of the Strongest, that MVC2 tournament, they had a... Uh, um, why did I want to call it a Kickstarter? Um, a crowdfunded? Yeah, not like the uh, tournament uh, donation one. You know what I'm talking about, right? The uh, like like Matcherino. 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 Thank you. Um, and their top goal, their top stretch goal for the prize pool was like. Twenty thousand and one dollars, and it was called "Make It Bigger Than the TWT Prize Pool," and they Damn. reached it. <laughs> I, I I seriously think that that's uh, something that a lot of people at Bandai Namco were able to point to, like, okay, we got to do something about this. That's some real shade thing. too. That is some mm-hmm. super shade. That's uh, a hard call other- out. The other thing I wanted to mention is in the press release for this event, uh, they called it a new FGC tradition. So I'm wondering if this is something we're going to see going forward, uh, see, even once I... we're out of this pandemic situation, or at least in a better place to, to manage it in day-to-day life. I don't necessarily dislike that. I don't necessarily dislike the idea of having an invitational only event after like Evo hosted by the creators of Evo that have all of this money to put into fighting games specifically to reward really active communities throughout the year. I don't hate the idea of that. And this is not just me saying it because I know that it's going into Skullgirls. This is genuinely a very, very good incentive, especially if they keep it specifically related to communities that have really high um, entrance regardless, you know, like I, I, I really like that idea because that's not necessarily something that we saw previously with the event of Evo. We saw a one time offline event where you saw really large pop bonuses from the producers of the game or the game developers. And then that was it. Uh, once again, I think it's a really good step in the right direction I'm really interested to see how it's going to be implemented and I kind of want to hold off like any criticisms that I have until I see how the implementation happens because it's such a good, I feel, idea for everybody in the community to be able to build up towards that. Well, you know, if we work really hard and we like get all of our uh, events large enough and we focus our, our, our input on different games, then we could get to be a pop an opportunity, a part of this large invitational only event, which showcases our game. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. I want to see what kind of like tradition that they're, tra- they're trying to set a precedent right now. Are they going to continue with this like multiple tournament kind of thing, kind of setting up like a, a mini pro tour kind of deal with 
all kinds of different games, or are they going to continue, like, you know, holding online events for the people at, who are stuck at home, can't travel out necessarily, especially in, like, remote regions of the world? Like, is that going to be part of their tradition now? Like, I do want to see, you know, like, an invitation of, like, you know, the very best players for each of these scenes. So it was like, let's say someone's stuck in, like, I don't know, the, the Caribbean, but they're, like, a really beast, like, GG Strive player. Like, I want to see those kind of, like, people like players you know make an opportunity for themselves at these kind of like invitationals like there's there's so many like good ideas that can like arise from this you know situation this hard reset button as you will and you know like i want to see what happens next year like what what kind of ideas will carry over from this year what kind of insights what kind of um, you know um, opportunities that they can provide for for the fgc going you know going forward we heard we heard the we heard what ideas they're going to carry over. That's where it yeah. started. So that that I mean that that's the main idea. So yeah, this year's does feel like a freebie in mm -hmm. terms of experimentation, but I wonder if their their ultimate goal is to sort of separate the open bracket from the finals. If they want to create create like just the top eight, just the Sunday experience, and try and you know take that part from Evo and put it up uh, for the world to see and kind of, you know, shoo the rest of that, you know, 2000 down to eight to the side. That's something I'm kind of fearful of, but that remains to be seen. Uh, like I like, said, it really comes down to the implementation, right? Yeah. And, and this year is going to be a lot different. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it's, it's going to be the case for 2021. We'll see what happens going forward. There's a game that we might see on the Evo show stage in 2022. If it doesn't go ghost first, am I right? That That's all right. We're going to fill as many Nickelodeon references in the final 30 minutes of this show as possible. I'm just warning chat now. Um, got a blast, everybody. Got a blast we, we through got all a, of these. We got a blast through this trailer uh, for a game that was rumored. Uh, rumors about this started making the rounds a couple days ago. It was announced earlier today through IGN. Uh, let's check out the trailer for this brand new, totally original, or, oh, totally original, original concept. Are, are you ready to brawl? Are you ready to brawl? I'm ready to sh I'm ready to salute some shorts here. I think we're, all we're, of these stars are ready to brawl. To be very honest with you, Steve. I, let's, let's we got to fly away. It's so we're talking about Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. This is a Smash Brothers type game uh, from the developers of Slap City. Um. So you see, you see do a we bunch officially, of... I apologize for interrupting, but do we officially know that the developers of Flap City are working on this? Or did we exclusively see, because one of the things I saw was that people were exclusively seeing their name there underneath. No, it they was... may not be the lead developers on it. It, uh, in the IGN press release, or in the IGN article slash press release, uh, it is being uh, developed by... Ludus Ludosity, who okay. is the the developer, and it's being published by, uh, or it's being co-developed by Ludosity and Fair Play Labs. Okay. Um, and then it's published by Game Mill Entertainment, who 
uh, published a couple of other Nickelodeon games as well, like the Kart Racers game and Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2. Ah! <sighs> real monsters! Real, real yeah. monsters. You know what? You know what? You all don't appreciate me. That's really what it is. I have stuck five very good puns throughout the entirety of this segment. They are I have noted. four more to go through that Only I just four? wrote. Only four? Come on. Come on. Get on my level. Why she's like look, look, look. A baby's like, got to do what a baby's got to do. Okay, Steve? <laughs> and if you're not the baby, I don't want to hear it. Oh, man. I I, I, I just got $200 in my, in my pocket here. I can give you a couple if you want. Topical. Well, as long as it's more than two, Steve. As long it's, as it's, it's more, not than more than two. It's not more than two. Because we're topical. We're topical. You you shouldn't you should you should be happy with what you get. Should be well, happy how many reptile bars can I buy with two dollars, Steve? You, Zero. You, That's you how can many. Buy one reptile bar, and it will turn you know your what? tongue green. I'm just gonna go home in the world with my little cat dog and see you later. Okay. You know what? I I don't understand it. I need Clarissa to explain it all. <sighs> my cousin Skeeter what? can explain it to you. <laughs> Ah, oh, here it goes. Uh, all right, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need this, to stop. You guys had a real good rally going on. I, I don't See, this is, but fire. you're supposed to interject, Daryl. You're supposed to be our Elon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, dude, I ain't getting in. I, I'm not trying to step into this battle, dude. You, you gotta be ready, man. You, you can't just come up here and expect to avoid all of the mudslinging. You gotta yeah. be ready to go. Yeah. So, so like, what you're saying? Cool I need to go. I, I need to go like wade in the green slime and like let that. There soak, we go. There or we go. Maybe you could go, you know, into a pineapple under the sea and just figure some things out with your bubble buddy. You know. No, I'm good. You can see me over at Nick Arcade. Ooh. Okay. I like God. it. I like now it. that jingle, now that jingle is going to be stuck <laughs> in my head. Oh man, hey dude, you got. We have fun much. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, I do want to appreciate that this game is so cross generational. Mm-hmm. It is because you got the old stuff, you got the new stuff. We actually have uh, some of the characters announced. Uh, Danny, you, you know, for the old school, you've got Oblina from. Ah, real monsters. You've got Danny Phantom. You've got Helga G. Pataki. Let's go. Y'all ain't touching my Helga. They got the powdered toast dude from friggin' like, Red and Stinky, Powdered right? toast man. Like, if this fool ain't throwing logs at people, like, I'm gonna be so upset. Oh, log. It, it's better than that. It's good. Still my favorite co- piece of commentary from Ultra Chen when they were doing that uh, Kusoru versus. Uh, was it Kusori versus uh, F-Champ? F-Champ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he got hit with Log. Yeah, as Dropped an anti-Phoenix it. tech. That was kind of sick. That 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 whole set was insane. But my god, you've got Reptar. I, 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 you know, I was worried that he, it, Reptar would be too large to make work in the, that universe, but they got it to work. Uh, so the most important thing about all of this uh, first of all, y'all ain't touching my Asami Sato once she gets announced. Y'all, it, it's y'all done. 
That's that's the most important thing. Second most important. We're doing wish list right now. Okay, yeah, let's go wish list. Who, Daryl? Who who is who who is your eventual main once they're announced? All right, I already posted this up on Twitter. It's my boy Doug Dimadone, the owner of the Doug, <laughs> the Dimsdale Dimadone. Daryl, that's just dumb. That's dumb not like right. a moose, Daryl. Not, not, dumb it's like a moose. It's dim a dumb, but I like it. That's that's the kind of player. That's the kind of stuff I want to do. But if we're gonna go dip into like the live action kind of stuff, like I want to see my boy Zeke the Plumber from mm. Salute the Shorts. Oh man, we're that fool is mad scary. If, if we're doing any live action character, we got to do Artie, the strongest man in the world, from the Adventures of Pete and Pete. We're, we're, we're going way back. By the way, Blue, don't make me ban you for, for bad-mouthing Asami Sato. I will. I, I will. I've, I've got the main account right now. I will drop the ban hammer. Don't I make do me want do to it. say right now, I think one of the only reasons we're not seeing uh, Avatar characters right now is because I don't even know if Nickelodeon necessarily owns the IP for Avatar Last Airbender oh, any longer. They still I think do. that was sold. They nope. do? They still do. And there was uh, an Avatar stage in that uh trailer really for I, for a brief moment so i didn't they muzzle you know, Appa? the stages plus Did they e- muzzle Appa? they might have uh and if you look at the um the cover art for the switch version they've got some outline characters one does very look like very much look like Korra. so oh man i i, I would fully expect avatar to be in there um so, so that's the most important thing for, of the three. One, y'all ain't touching my Asami Sato. Mm. Two, this, uh, according to the Discord of the developers, uh, there is going to be wave dashing in this game. Ooh! So it's going to be like a legitimate. No, Raptor going to be wave dashing game. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Third. And perhaps most surprising, not surprising if you've read the title of this episode, according to that same Discord chat, on uh, on supported platforms, this game will have rollback netcode. Can I just say for the record, <laughs> it's so fantastic that one of the only things to come out of 2020 is better netcode for all games. That's that's kind of like it, it's it's both unfortunate that that had to happen, but it's also been like you know what a fantastic situation where I'm probably not gonna have to roll, worry about netcode for the rest of the time I play fighting games. Like that's a that's a good change. I'm happy that games are learning from last year. Man, we Especially we did when you get it done like this early in their dev cycle. It's exactly like, when it's being announced as we are 100 percent making sure this game has playable netcode. Especially on PlayStation, like that's that's so fantastic, honestly. Dude, we I, I forgot to ask you, who's your who's your, who's gonna be your main if that hasn't been announced yet? That'd have to be Susie Carmichael and uh oh, probably okay. probably honestly Dib's sister. What's what's her <laughs> name? Gur. Gur? Yeah, I wanted to say Gur, but I thought Gur was no, the robot. No, that's the dog, robot dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is her, his name is Gur. Her name is, I don't quite remember right now off the top of my head for some reason. But I, I know what she looks like, like little goth, little goth girl. Yeah, you know what I'm talking girl, yeah. about. Yeah. She played that one game with the pigs. Loved it. 
loved I loved her, honestly. Like a lot of people, I I I feel like she was the first representation gamer girls really got ever. And also Yoan Vaquez is like just he's an absolute inspired artist. But um she was she was an amazing character. Gaz. Gaz. Yeah, yeah that's right. Gaz. That's right. Gaz. It's not Gur, it's Gaz. So yeah, I would want Gaz and I would also want Susie Carmichael or Cynthia. Cynthia is in the doll from Angelica's. Cynthia Cynthia's <laughs> gonna be an item. She'd be a little micro character like Pichu in Super Smash Brothers, you know? <laughs> uh we we did ask Twitter um who they wanted to see in this game. Uh let's go through it. Uh it is the question of the day. Uh, which character do you want to see in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? Uh, friend of the show, Efren, wants Quail Man, who's my choice. Y'all ain't... <laughs> Quail Eye is gonna, gonna hit you hard. Uh, also, Brendan Stippen. Velociraptor wants Steely Phil from, from Hey Arnold. Uh, Papa Lotus wants Rocco or Filbert from... Uh, from uh, that Rocco's Modern Life. I can Rocco's talk. Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, Soul Siphon wants to mix the hell out of someone with blue. Oh, <laughs> blue's clues. Blue's clues. Blue. Just here, it like her special is going to be. She just puts a big blue paw print on the screen, and you can't see anything. You just you... got a letter. You just got a letter. You just got a letter. Guess it was an L. <laughs> Yo, you get you get to guess three times, and if you get it wrong, then the, the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> a Phoenix Wright type gimmick character—that'd be oh fun. Oh my god, that'd Q-ball, be really fun. Cue ball wants someone from Rocket Power. Doesn't care who. No, I mean, woogie, that's, woogie, 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 woogie. that's how you end up with Lars. Do we really want Lars? No, but I want to call everybody at tournament a shooby. That's gonna Yo, be same. Yo, absolutely yeah. same. Oh, High key. I, I want to get rid of the word scrub, and I want to call everyone Shuby. You know, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, Blaze187Ace wants an animated Kel with orange soda attack. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Uh, Who loves orange soda? I want some... loves orange soda. You know what? I want some orange soda now. Like not even as a joke, like like that's hit that, like some Sunkiss would really hit the spot right now. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, OMG Base Two wants Jenny from uh, Teenage Robot. Snake Balloon wants Ugg from Salute Your Shorts. Like like you that's Snake Balloon. You're a real one. You are a real one. You know, uh, honestly, I would agree with them, but my mom has said that I need to prevent hostile aliens from annihilating us all, so I can't really, unfortunately, comment too much more on that okay. topic. Uh, what I can say is Blue, uh, who's in the chat, who, who, who I, I fully expect to defend these picks in chat. Rudy from to- Chalk Zone. Oh, he got the chalk. El Tigre? <laughs> Oh, El Tigre was such a good show, especially after Mucha Lucha. Like, they used the same type of animation, but it was done better, you know? And then, and then Blue, please tell me who this is. Like, Oh, that's Tuck. From what? 
I don't remember the show's name. Didn't Tech have his own video game like way back? Yeah, in he time? also he also had his own video game. Yeah, he was a caveman and everything like yeah. that. And he used spells and stuff. Oh my god! Talking uh, the power of Juju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it was developed by um the same people who made like I think Jack and Daxter. God, that that is you know what? Yeah, I... Naughty Dog made that. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think. Don't quote me on it. I don't necessarily remember oh thq i'm seeing in chat made it so my apologies you know y'all gonna get on me for this one for not knowing who that one is really i'm just surprised i didn't see any cousin skeeter characters being requested that was such a a phenomenal show Ty- even like jersey characters was jersey disney or was it nickelodeon it was it was it was nickelodeon jersey? right jersey you know the jersey the the thing they put on and they transformed they went back in time and stuff. Dude, I don't remember that. Really? I okay, have maybe it's just me. And I feel like it was Disney because it was too wholesome, honestly, to be Nickelodeon. I feel. And also, why are we not talking about Adult Swim characters? Because that's uh, Cartoon Swim Network. Cartoon Network. Ah, uh, Kappa Mikey would be so phenomenal. <laughs> Can I just say? Ugh. Yo, I want to see more like like Nick Kids like stuff. Like the the Blues Clues is hella funny, but like, can we get like Dora the Explorer or like some like I don't know some oh. Gullah Gullah Island? Like, I feel like they have to be careful with that though because like it's the same issue with Nintendo, right? You have too much of an age difference in, in base because if you get a bunch of kids playing this game, like if we got Blue or we got Dora the Explorer, you would have a lot of children interested in playing this game that wouldn't necessarily have a super welcoming environment where we have mostly like 20 and 30 year olds inside the fighting game community. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm. it's, it's a, it's a difficult balance game because then you get issues where like Nintendo is like, Oh, we have to be very careful about what type of events we support because of who our clientele is. I don't think Nickelodeon will, will be that, will be that strict with it, but it is something to remember. Obviously by the IPs that we choose, they have to be in a certain age group. Otherwise we may, you know, not necessarily get what we're looking for here. But it looks fantastic, does it not? It looks, it, it's so, so much potential. The, the, uh, here's, here's where I'm at. I feel like, yeah, it's fun to talk about our char- the characters we want to see. Um, how good is this game actually going to be? Like, like we have, like, I, I say this knowing that there are people who unironically play uh, Shrek Super Slam at a very high level. Okay, first of all, Steve, you can just at me. Okay, you can just say it. All I, right, I, didn't I understand. Want to put you out there like that. I didn't want to put you out there like that. <laughs> you can just say it. But also, regardless of what this game plays like, can we agree that it's already going to be better than PlayStation All Stars, which is the only All Stars it yeah. really has to be in order to take that title? I, I, I'm with you on that. Like this is the Daryl's thinking this game. about it. Daryl's <laughs> considering it. I, yeah. I, I'm just thinking it's like, all right, it looks like it's like Smash where you you know knock people off stages, right? Platform yeah. fighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I, I'm just thinking like there was a small clip that I found on Twitter of like Patrick Star command grabbing fools out of the air, and I'm super worried about that kind of <laughs> polish. You know, Patrick, people ask, is this, can this space be mine? Like, 
does it does this space belong to me? Like, no, this is Patrick. Boom! Oh my done. God, do we have I, to star another one of these questions like th- this? That that was you know that was kind of shoehorned in. I apologize. Um, I would just say honestly, if there were any closing statements for me regarding this game, it would probably be that the Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza for you and me. No, no. No, we're not doing that. You're a goofy goober if you do that. I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. We're all goofy goobers. Yeah. Goofy, goofy, goofy goober. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done, Internet? What have I done? We're too powerful. Where is Eli? He's supposed to be stopping us right now. <laughs> that, that's just... Dude, like a, like a real substitute teacher, I can't control the <laughs> <laughs> we gave you the wrong name. Um, <laughs> dude, all right. Yeah. So, so segway, 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 segway. Let's seg let's segue over because we only have ten minutes left. We we talked way too much about this. Um we have a wonderful guest right here. Well, right here. It's mirrored. So he's on that side to me, but but visually it's this side to you, even though if I'm talking about what it is actually to me, I'm pointing at my monitor straight ahead. So, Daryl, here helping represent uh, the tournament series known as Vortex Gallery. Can you let's talk about this for a second. What where did Vortex Gallery start? Because it was known under another name previously you could say it's we used to be anime evo and yeah um this past year you know the move to hosting online events has kind of shown our weak point of having a name like that doesn't really give us the kind of flexibility that we want for running events in the future so at the end of last year we decided to go you know do a do a a reboot so to say and you know start fresh with a new name and some new goals in mind. And yeah, we kind of settled on the name Vortex Gallery for at least this upcoming tournament that we got planned in September. All right, let's talk about this tournament in September. Because you said you were going through a restart. And for those of you who don't know, um, I've worked, I've partnered with Anime Evo slash Vortex Gallery before. Um, those gra- schedule graphics that come out every year, they hit me up and say, hey, here's what our schedule is. Can, you, can we do that? And I put it together and it pushes my my templates to the absolute limit. So when I'm super I, grateful every single year too. See, see, I feel like I've, I've reached out to you even since like the beginning of us doing this. I, I feel like like this year I was thinking, okay, they're going to reset. They're going to calm down they're gonna run like five games just to you know just to get their feet under them how many games are you uh, did you announce like 32 somewhere in the 30 like 30 range and that's just unique games like the 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 thing about being an online tournament is we we are not um, shackled to a physical venue so we've opened our doors for a lot of like international communities to run events and a lot of them have stepped up um, massively this year. 
we, <laughs> I, I think right now we got like um, Oceania, Brazil covered, a lot of Europe and Asia, and like Southeast Asian tournaments signed up. So yeah, there's there's gonna be quite a lot this year. So if if you pull up the Twitter account. Uh, which I'll paste in the chat at nine five six productions. The the pin tweet says that there's twenty six games and forty six tournaments. That mm-hmm. has grown since then, has it not? Yeah. So this past month, we set up a a volunteer form for tournament for like tos to sign up and say, hey, I want to run a tournament, an online tournament for this game for this region, and in past years, you're like, okay, we're gonna get like some stragglers, maybe like 10 ish tops. This year, um, surpassed all expectations. Like, like King of Fighter shatter all expectations, right? So yeah, there. We we won't say on the show today, but later in the week, we will announce a like the final numbers, and they're super massive. In you know full disclosure. Um, I'm partnering with them again to help make the schedule graphics. And uh, there are some surprises on this list. I, I won't say what they are, but there are some things on there that I, you know, I kind of, I saw it on the list and I was about to message you like, dude, are, is the, are you actually running this? Is this actually under the umbrella? Like, like, at what point? Because I know I saw on Twitter that you posted something from a while back, uh, from like one of the first years, uh, that you, you like even a precursor to the precursor, where you where you talked about running. You know, we ran a few games. I talked to Axis, and they seemed pretty cool. At what point did you realize that okay, what we're doing here is a pretty big deal. I think, you know, there there was a point where we got at, our name was Anime Evo. I expected to only, you know, work with like the anime community despite, you know, whatever games like Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, like those communities, sure I know them. Once we once we started adding like Catherine to the mix or Puyo Tetris to the mix and just like expanding, you know, out of the immediate community that I work with, then I was like, oh, we're getting pretty big. Like, uh, well, what's what's some what's some stuff that we've ran? I guess like rival schools. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird because yeah, Skullgirls, We did Skullgirls one yeah. year. We it was like super early on too. Yeah, so y'all had uh, Fist of the North Star. Multiple years, yeah. Wind Jammers. Yeah, Wind Jammers. That. That event gets huge every year. And then last like, last year you ran, I I forget the name of it, but it was the Ma- Mahjong Soul. Yeah. That's how, coming back this year too. How yeah. is that game so popular? Do you, I really don't know. Because it's like, the, the funny part is everybody jokes that, um you know, during during quarantine, a lot of a lot of players, you know, um, went into like retirement, right? They're in that they're in that Final Fantasy fourteen retirement home. Some of us went into the Mahjong Souls retirement home, and yeah, that, that tournament is super big. It's a really not, it's really crazy too because when I look at the sign up sheets, 
not only are there like FGC heads, but there's also like pretty notable like Mahjong players in North America that's that signed up too. So it's a really crazy mix of you know casual and competitive Mahjong players in that tournament. Man, so that's something to look forward to. Um, we've got I, all these. Oh, go ahead. If I could interject for a moment, Daryl, I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts regarding how important you believe your tournament is inside of the scene. Um, I personally just want to add before, obviously, you comment. I think that the event itself is very, very important, specifically because it creates almost a nice little safe location for everyone who is attending other events that may not necessarily see their game represented at other events. And as someone who plays Skullgirls, someone who plays them fighting herds, someone who plays games with like much smaller communities, it's really fantastic to see an event like yours be created specifically to give those events a home. But I am really interested in hearing your uh, methodology specifically regarding how you think your event positively influences or negatively influences the community. Okay, so at first, you know, when we were doing all this stuff at Evo, when I first started, you know, running side tournaments at um, at Evo, the BYOC area, the, the casual, you know, free PlayStations, those were getting phased out. So when you go to Evo, it's like, okay, I'm going to play one pool match, go 0-2, and that's the rest of my Evo. What am I going to do? Like, watch people play? No, I want to play fighting games at the big fighting game tournament. So... Initially, I wanted to go start Anime Evo for the, p the players who, you know, want to do more at Evo, want to play more games at Evo. And, that's, and then over, over time, it's like, we're going to start implementing all these games where that, that don't even have a close enough chance to even hit main stage. Like, those, are, those games are still fine. They're still being played. Like, Melty Blood hasn't seen the main stage at Evo for over 10 years now, but we still play that every year, right? So we give... A lot of players who, especially like the overseas players, do like the Japanese players that fly across the like uh, sea and you know go like doesn't make it out of their blaze blue pools, for example. Like they could hit us up and they do a a phenomenal job at like you know communicating with us and like being part of the community. And for a lot of us North American players, that may be our only time to play overseas competitors the entire year, dude. So yeah, like at Anime Evo at Evo, that was like an extra event that you can attend and you know not feel bad about not about wasting your time at Evo not playing games right you can still compete you can still play a lot of niche games and you know have fun with it right thanks so much I, for that answer it was a really good in-depth answer that i was not expecting honestly <laughs> have you thought have you put any thought or any planning into 2022 or is that still is everything still focused on 2021 right now? Everything is all in 2021. Like, you've seen our schedule. It's going to be very massive. There's going to be a lot of, like, logistics to, like, you know, <laughs> get through. Like, our, like, we just finished scheduling all of these games, and it took two separate meetings that lasted four hours each. Jeez. To make sure everything. Yeah, to give everybody a chance to, like, you know, figure out what time slot, what day, and, you know, what streamers we need to allocate to these people, right? So, yeah, it's a lot of work, but um, as soon as September as soon as soon September rolls around and it ends and I get to play Melty Blood type Lumina, then I can start chilling for a bit and then start planning for next year. Because 
I don't know what's going to happen with EVO next year. Like, are we going to be able to attend like the big convention? Are we going to have a BYOC? Like, there's still too many unknowns to plan around. I have a well, last question before we end the segment. But um, do you have any tasty, tantalizing information that maybe you can give all of our listeners as a special bonus for being on Best of Five, Joe? Maybe one little oh. tidbit, maybe something. Maybe you can okay. announce a streamer or a commentator thick. that you know for sure is going to be there that you haven't publicly I, announced yet. I don't think I have publicly announced this, but our plan is to launch registration this week. We're, <gasps> hoping, we're hoping Friday. By then, you'll see our entire um, games list. It is massive, and yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Not this payday Friday! No way! Okay, listeners, you heard it here first. Only on the Best of V show, we are going to have registration open for the newly formed tournament that was previously known as Anime Evo. So make sure your pocketbooks are ready. Don't get hit by this frame one cross-up that we've seen a lot of other professional platform fighting game players struggle with. Oh, right. by the way, um, all of our tournaments are free to enter. Oh! So, <laughs> so, so you don't even have to break out. You don't have to break the piggy bank on this one, y'all. Man. So, what an exclusive! Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So, be sure to follow uh, follow at nine five six productions, uh, which is the official Twitter account for Vortex Gallery. Make sure to follow Daryl Brunel uh, at Daryl Brunel on Twitter. Thank you. Daryl, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, I hope you had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was great t- chatting with y'all. I think this is the first time I've ever met, like, Sharpie, even though, you know, we're distance apart, and that's probably fine with her allergic reactions to grappler players. But nice meeting <laughs> you gra- here. Gra- <laughs> before, be- before she gets any sicker, uh, I think we got to call it uh, – be sure to check out Ultra Chen TV tonight. They've got the Cannon Brothers on to talk more about the Evo Showcase. Uh, but in the meantime, this is Daryl, our f- fantastic guest. That is the Purple Sharpie. Thank- and this is Steve Jurek, the main squeeze, uh, Ace King Offsuit on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at the handles above. You can follow us on the show on Twitter at best of V show. We hope you do. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we'll be live next week. Same bat time, same bat channel until then. Good night, Canada. Every real podcaster has a sign off phrase.